Welcome to our podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. Join us as these neighbors drop by unannounced for conversations that are fun, relevant, and just downright neighborly. 2020 is burning. They're bringing marshmallows, a desire to talk about it, and their mission to laugh now and again, no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing? Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock. That's right. You guys have joined the podcast where neighbors such as myself drop by for a little bit of fun and some uh, drinks. Isn't that right, Phil? Yeah, buddy. What's going on? How are you, man? I'm well, dude. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a good week. I'm excited to see you. Always glad that your door is open. It's always open to you and all of my neighbors. I mean, and all of your neighbors. Maybe not all of my neighbors. <laughs> but, you know, I am one of the neighbors that doesn't knock. But, you know, it's always good because I have to, I'm glad you have it open because there's two doors I have to go through. I got to go through the gate and the door. It's an airlock. It, oh, is it? <laughs> it's for your safety and for mine. Is it? I see how it goes. Well, don't worry. This week we are going to be getting in some, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And make sure you guys stay tuned to the end of the episode because we have a big announcement of our upcoming guest. Absolutely. But first, a word from our sponsor. A wine made with passion and soul is a great way to bring people together. And that's why we choose a passion. Apasion is an award-winning wine produced in the Uco Valley region of Argentina and can be found in fine restaurants and retail establishments all over the world. Taste the passion today or book a trip to their vineyards and experience their exquisite lodge and glamping tents. Learn more at www.apasion.com. Okay, so it is that time of year. It is the fall. It's officially fall, at least for us. I love the fall. It's been great. The weather has been phenomenal, especially if you're a runner or you like to work out outside. I happen to be a runner, and you're right. It is absolutely phenomenal. It's been gorgeous. Very um, Southern California-esque, right? For our- yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and it was nice because every Sunday, my wife and I tend to go and do this really nice walk to the park and things like that. And there's been a lot of families and people out, which has been nice, like when the weather, you know, in the mornings was a little bit cooler, but everyone we would rush to get out there early because it would get hot much later, right? Now, everyone's like going out much later during the day. So it's all like the runners and people that are working out and have their dogs. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's actually really, really nice. So if you can get out early enough and make that, that trip to the park out there and the weather, it's just gorgeous. I mean, it was, it was in the 50s. It was in the 50s. Almost unheard of for Houston. I don't know what it is once we hit October. Like, everyone's fine in September, right? And then all of a sudden, October hits, and it's like we're not quite into holiday season yet, but everyone just has this notion of, I, I, I don't even know how I don't to explain know. It's I don't even ramping know how to explain up. it. Try telling my wife we're not into holiday season. My house looks like <laughs> Halloween just threw up all over it. That's true. I, every time I come over, there's a new decoration. It's, it's, like, it's, it, like it started with a, like, I'm not even talking, for our listeners, we're not even talking like one or two things. We're talking like a haunted house. It's pretty cool. She She's super talented. So I'm, I'm very- it, it looks uh, awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah. I'm blessed to be able to come home and, and have such a fun kind of environment to walk into. But yeah, it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. There's no question about that. Has it ever, have you ever come home- <laughs> Or maybe got up in the middle of the night, wandered downstairs, and oh, just like yeah. freaked yourself out. Oh yeah, yeah. So multiple times I'll come, you know, groggy, getting a glass of water, ah! turn around, right? 
you know, <laughs> there's some like demon or vampire or something. In fact, um, last year I had to ask her to take one of the vampires down and move it because whenever I was watching television, it was set up in such a way where it looked like it was staring right at me. Oh, that's a little disturbing. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, man. <laughs> that's, like, like, that's like some exorcist type of stuff. Yeah, you know, my instincts just kicked in, right? And, and I feel that sort of presence over my shoulder. I'm trying to watch, you know, Star Trek or something geeky, you know. Ah! <laughs> it's like, there's a bear in the cave, run! Well, do you ever name any of the, the ghost no, or... No. No? Is that t- too personal? It's too... Too, yeah, no, I don't. You humanize them a little too much. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I do talk to inanimate objects, but I don't actually <laughs> name them. That's too far. Oh yeah, because talking to inanimate objects <laughs> is, is too far. I see giving them a name. I, I see where the lines. I caught my daughter doing it recently. Right, she was like, "Oh, hello, drawer. How are you today?" Like, oh, that's my girl. You know, because that's <laughs> that's what daddy does too. Oh man, well, it's not gonna be long though before she's like naming things because there's like these rats along your railing and stuff. She and- does actually. She she names um, she names a little toy rats and mice that we have for Halloween, and she names the um, like little figures and things like that. Yeah, everyone has their own rituals. I, I find that really fascinating because Halloween is one of the most interesting holidays that we celebrate uh, for all Hall- Hallows Eve because everyone just does it's it means something different to everyone else. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the unique thing about it. I mean, of course, yes, people will dress up and you know do the trick or treat and the traditional things and the traditional senses. But that you you get a, a feel for some people that are very spiritual about it. They create this this whole vibe, and like I, I just find it very fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, a, a dear friend of ours um, has family that writes books about the history of of Halloween and how different cultures celebrate it and things like that. It very much is a Western world holiday though oh yes absolutely my in-laws yeah my in-laws who live in russia like they're completely confused by the entire concept of halloween and they they kind of think that we're ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) trick or treat what does that mean yeah (laughs) in in, in fact we we tried to have a conversation with them to describe um what little we know about day of the dead and they just couldn't handle it they're like that's so morbid why would why would anybody do that? Like, no, no, no. It's a it's a positive thing. It's a, it's remembering the people that you love in your life and keeping them alive. And by their, and they're like, no, that's but, just that's but, just morbid. But they're gone. <laughs> but they're gone. Yeah. Well, okay. Do you dress up for Halloween? I I I have and I do. I don't typically do it as a uh, excited and willing party. It's normally something to sort of save my marriage. My wife tells me I'm dressing up, therefore I'm dressing up. <laughs> so so you're not you're not super into. Personally, I am not. It's okay. a it's a big big holiday in my household. Ah, got it. So I respect it and I try to play along, but no, personally I'm not a big Halloween guy. So when's the last time you had an idea for a costume or again you just say it you pretty much just go with the flow whatever's told? Uh, usually I go with the flow. Usually it's last minute. Usually my wife looks amazing and I look like utter shit. Um, <laughs> like just embarrassing, right? We go out to some Halloween party and it's just, it's, it's like, I, I'm just ashamed of myself. You're wearing the like time. the orange shirt that says the pumpkin king or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack the pumpkin king. No. So last year, last year I, I, I did kind of get a chip on the ball though. Like I didn't hit a home run, but I hit it straight over the plate. Um, I'm so proud of you for that metaphor. You stayed. Did you like that? I well, threw you it stay, in. You stayed in the same sport the entire metaphor. I'm, 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 I'm trying really hard <laughs> to fit in, Brian, um, with all of you sports lovers out there. I'm like, I'm, I'll sneak them in now and again. No, so so I, I actually um, 
you know, I come from a race car family, a race car driving family. My, my eldest brother is about my size. I'm a little bit taller than him, but we're close. Ooh, dead, yeah. dead race car driver? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did the whole zombie race car driver thing. He Ooh, had an old suit, cool. so that's he shipped cool. it to me. It was very cool. Yeah, it worked out well. Oh, I like that. I, no, I, I'm, the, I'm a little bit like you. I get into it a little bit more. Um, my wife is not quite as into it. We used to always go to Halloween parties and things like that, and it's fun, and we, and we really enjoy embracing it. We used to always go annually to a friend's, um, a, another friend's Halloween party. They used to host one. They'd basically move all the furniture out of the living room. They'd bring in their friend who's a DJ. They, you know, it was basically- Wow, like all out. Oh, yeah. It was like all out. Like are, they, they literally, are they theatrical arts friends? Yes, they are. Oh, boy. So this is like high pressure, high stakes. So they did it every year for a while, and then they took, kind of took a break- but this is how it got. They would start to have like contests, right? And you'd, you'd vote for best costume, best group. So there was all kinds of different categories. And we decided that our group of friends that went, the guys would go as their group and the girls would go as their group. And, and I think it started out kind of as a fun thing at first. And then when the guys won and beat the guys group won the, the best costume group, the girls were upset. <laughs> and and so the, it became this competition so every year they had to try to outdo us right and I, I think the year we won we ended up doing a dance like we went as the village people and so like <laughs> i was the sailor <laughs> tight pants so like we you know we had like a, one of our friends was like wearing the assless chaps with <laughs> you know with, with uh, you know the indian costume or you know <laughs> that's fabulous and the, but it was it was great uh, the girls, I think, and we did like the YMCA dance, right? For everyone, we got best group. The uh, I think the girls went as the uh, the Harvard baseball team. There was that that video that went viral or something. They tried to do something like that. So anyway, so every year was just something a little bit different, right? Well, there was one year we couldn't get it together. And I was just like, well, what are we doing? I'm, I'm just kind of freaking out. Like the guys couldn't. Yeah, the guys. We couldn't get it together. We, we didn't know what to do and all of a sudden there were people that weren't maybe couldn't make the party or something and so our group was kind of deteriorating so i'm just like okay screw it i'm gonna go and i went as alan from the hangover from the first movie oh the zach galakanakis yeah yeah uh, uh, i can see character. You, i can see you pulling that off the big so, beard and yeah the- i put on the I, I actually i didn't grow the beard but i put a i got a beard on so some spirit gum and, and i did the whole beard to match and i ordered like it was the baby carlos with a baby strap so i had like so it had like a little fake baby with aviators on oh, and it had like you know hi i'm carlos on the name tag and, and i won best costume that year well done i was extremely proud of it um unfortunately it was the last year of the party the group of guys that normally does the we do the group together was really upset at me because <laughs> <laughs> fuck you chambers we're not coming anymore so I, they were very upset, but I got this really nice goblet, like or this glass, you know, like Halloween glass or whatever. And I have yet to be able to show up to this party to like rub it in, and be like, "Hey, cheers," you know, because well, we haven't. You're had welcome it yet. to bring the goblet over anytime you stop by, Brian. I might just take that and make it a trophy for. It may just become the trophy. I think your wife will appreciate that. You rubbing it in every year that they lost one more time. Well, she always looks fantastic, but she likes to look fantastic, not necessarily gruesome there you know what i mean i Fair. guess it's, it's like she always looks yep. good yeah, I think my, my bride she, I think is the same be, way she's i think not she'd a, be oh she's not like a zombie with blood not, no and not at all no it's like more a dead like, bride like yeah but but also not like the you know excuse to dress like a hooker thing either she doesn't go down that route but she always does look a, a little bit of sexiness to it 
Well, my you know. wife, she always looks sexy. <laughs> I can't say she Fair always, enough. Fair she enough. Looks and, sexy. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, that, is, that is to say that, like, my wife doesn't use Halloween as an excuse to show a tremendous amount of skin, which you often see, like, the adult Halloween parties, right? Oh, no, I, I, I totally see that. That's it's like, what are you? I'm a police officer. Really? You're in a bra and a Speedo. I mean, what? <laughs> don't I, judge me. Don't judge me, right? Well, okay, that is an interesting point that you bring up. And I would actually ask our listeners to post up. What is what do you guys think about Halloween and on both sides for guys and girls? What do people really use it as an excuse to wear the most ridiculous things regardless? Or are people really thinking that this is a this is celebrating Halloween? Because, you know, do you know what I mean? You, you, you mentioned it up like a lot of girls that are adults will dress in scandalous yeah, it's Outfits, usually right? singles or at the very and, at the very outside recently married typically, right? I'm right. Not, not everybody, but just sort of like stereotyping the pool, right? Exactly. But see the guys, it's it's like it's not that the guys are wearing scandalous stuff. I mean, I think the more scandalous some a guy wears, the more he's applauded for it. Um I think people look at that like, "Oh, you're you're thinking outside the box," right? But the thing I think with uh guys what they try to do is they try to push the envelope on certain costumes. Right. I, I think that they they will try to get away with something in like a political arena or something. Or that, usually it's like overtly sexist. Yes. Or, or something yeah, yeah. like that. And, and you know, it just kind of I understand sometimes it can be funny, but sometimes I, I think there's a fine line. Right. I, it, I think it sort both, of becomes both. like that joke that some dude tells you in a locker room that's like just a bit too far and he's laughing a bit too hard at it and you're going <laughs> yeah. like, um, yeah, dude, yeah, did you just hear what you said? Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know, please, right? And please put your towel back on. <laughs> yeah. Well, because there was a guy in college one year, he went as a one night stand. And so he had this little lampshade as a head for a hat and he wore like a table stand around it and then he glued like condom like used condoms and okay like so you cans. had me so you had me um i, I was going with you on that one right I was he like, was he went li- literal yeah. and i was he like that literal. was kind of like that's kind of cute right that's kind of clever and then the condoms thing pinned to it no yeah, that, like that that, that kind of gross yeah you take right? it that there it is and put your towel back on yeah. you know it's just <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it, I mean, like no one, one no one wants to be next to that right. i guess in college it everyone thought it was like the greatest thing right and he didn't have to sell it that way no, right? it, no, it could have exactly. been the stand, the table, and like the number one. Oh, you're a one night stand, haha! Right, be be fine. Well, it's kind of like the the holy shit idea, right? If you dress as an, a piece of shit with a halo or something. Yeah, you, see, no, you know, I'm not. Like, yeah, like that that, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. I'm not into it at that point. Yeah, for me, that just gets. Ugh, it's, it's not my deal. Um, but you know, living in a big city, a big city with with lots of very successful industry, right? You you do come across some costumes um, that are amazing, right? Some people put some serious, serious money into their Halloween costumes. You know, we used to go to this big Halloween party at a restaurant in town in Houston here called La Grilla. Um, they do it every year. I have no idea in a COVID world what they'll be doing. They're still around. They still throw this party. It's a bash, right? And you have a lot of wealthy people that they go all out for this. And I'm talking couples that are in their 70s, 80s, you know, Which I think is great. 60s. It's I think really that's great neat, to see. Right? It's really neat. But man, you see some legitimately Hollywood makeup artist grade costumes. Like, like you couldn't tell if they were actually in a costume or yeah, if that it's, was it's, them. Yeah, it's really amazing. That's, it's that's really crazy. Amazing. Um, it is crazy. You know, 
it's also one of those things where you, then you get all kind of like, well, that's nice and everything, but you went a little too far. Like if I had a million dollars, I could look like that too, you know? <laughs> so it's a bit of a weird catch 22 with it. Um, but it's did really you, fun to watch. Did you buy plastic surgery for Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> did you get your lips done just for that costume? I mean, would you do the prosthetics that would take like hours to do? Possibly. Possibly. I, I, I think I would feel a little bit guilty about it, right? Like if I'm going to go to a Halloween party and I'm dropping... $5,000 on a Halloween costume and prosthetics and like a makeup artist to come do me for the for the show. You better be in a contest to win $5,000, That's the thing, right? right? Yeah, like I, I, I would feel less guilty about it if it were an equal arena and everybody were doing that and it was a competition, maybe for a charity or something would be kind of nice, you know? Just to do it to be the coolest person in the room, I don't know, man. It's not... To me, that takes it a bit too far. Like a couple hundred bucks, I guess, right? If you if you got money to spend, cool. But when you get into the thousands, you know, I don't know. You know, do you really, really need the newest Ferrari right now? You know, yeah, is that kind no, of like I, that thing? I, I can I can see that. Well, I mean, there's a lot of costumes out there. What do you think this year is like the the costume? Because I think like masks are gonna dominate. Yeah, that's the problem, right? I mean, COVID is gonna dominate the scene. There's gonna be so many riffs off of the virus and the mask wearing and like how, how creative do you think people are going to get with their mask? Right. Cause they're Extremely. obviously you, you like think things are going to be like, I've already seen masks that light up. Oh yeah. You know, no, there's like things be like coming battery out powered of them LEDs. Things, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I, I think that we're going to have, um, it's going to be off the charts with the whole mask thing. And that could get really cool. Right. You talk about like, well, you think about it, it's just makeup. a one piece instead of having to like, buy like a massive amount of costume yeah and parts. you can do so much with it. you can do like mouth prosthetics and and noses and beaks and things like that like you can do cool stuff teeth yeah right? yeah absolutely well i've seen some of those already which i think is great but to you guys the listeners out there what is the costume what is the costume that people are going to be wearing this year what do you guys have any ideas let us know post them up on our uh, twitter or facebook and and share with us we'd be i'd be really curious to hear like people's ideas for this coming up Halloween. I agree. I agree. So, so tell me, do you get like into like the, the, the spooky vibe of Halloween or is it more just a costume party for you? Like, do you, do you start reminiscing about, you know, I don't know, like, like, like ghostly happenings in your world, in your life, in your history? Well, a little yes and no. Uh, for me, I, I love being part of the celebration, but I don't, really go to the extreme you know I, I enjoy the kind of the spooky aspect and things like that um you know like i'll do like a haunted house or we'll watch like a halloween movie you know that night or something like that see i'm a bad texan i've never been in one of the big haunted houses here oh really yeah, i've never done it there well there's some that are super elaborate i was okay with this one haunted house and they scared the crap out of me I didn't, you're walking through the dark and you don't see that there is an actor behind this like metal wire fence, right? And they tell you that you have to stay along this wall or whatever and you, it's pitch black and they use the car battery, you know, jumper cables and they come up to you and you don't realize how close it is because it's dark until like all of a sudden they put them on the fence and it like sparks and all of a sudden you see like shadows but you can't see what he's using to do that you just see it like flashing and it scared it scared me half to death and i was just like i was like oh and i was fine throughout the rest of the haunted house i was like this is kind of creepy this is cool and then that put me over the edge my heart was like oh great that was where the that 
$30 heart attack cost. Oh, no kidding. It. That would have sent me way over the edge. I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a wuss, right? I'm super flighty. I would throw a punch, you know? <laughs> I mean, how many people or how many, how many props do you think get like their, their heads knocked off by some spooked like dad guys? Like, Jesus, boo. <laughs> like, you know, off. that's interesting you say that because I've actually worked Halloween parties before where we had to do a kind of a haunted house. I, I was this crazed uh, joker like kind of bloodied up joker and it was kind ah, of terrifying yeah it was it was one of those like kind of insane like <laughs> you know type of people and there was one time and part of the there was one part of the night that they told me like oh get up on this this block and then jump down when they walk in and i did it once and one of the guys was had this like cane as part of his costume swung it it didn't hit me <laughs> but like swung it because i jumped down and he just reacted right and it's i was like, just like you're a scene from the <laughs> matrix you're bending over backwards in slow motion to avoid this swinging bat this guy is coming at you as cane that's amazing i was get down get down <laughs> you know i should have just been like what what's his name uh from it um george uh georgie is it georgie from it right Beep beep, Richie. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's um, Penny Pennyworth. Or Penny, Penny Penny. Sorry, Pennywise. 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 Is that right? Oh man, I'm I think it is Pennywise. I'm I'm horrible with with uh, horror movies, and all you horror movie buffs are, are probably gonna. I cannot for it. watch the movie It. I cannot watch the movie It, the first one or the remake. I read the book. Unfortunately, I think it is Pennywise. By the way. Oh okay. Um, I can't. I can't handle it. It it messes me up. I'm not I'm not good with those types of movies. Not books or movies. Well, kind of both. Oh, okay. I, I grew up reading Stephen King. Um, looking back on it, that was probably a bad idea. I got into Stephen King when I was way, way, way too young. Um, like how how young? Eleven. Oh yeah, that's young. Yeah, twelve. Oh, that kind of age range. Oh God, that's really young. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I read Pet Cemetery when I was, I think, twelve. Um, I have not gotten over it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see you don't own any pets. Uh, no, no. Um, I can see that. So maybe that rubbed off a little bit. Yeah. I can't have them coming back, Brian. It's a, it's a little disturbing. What, okay, what animal would you fear would come back the most? Like, what, what, would you, what animal would, would scare you the most if it came back after dying? Oh, God. Um, I mean, I, I think I, for, like, domesticated, typical American pets, I think I'd have to go with a cat, right? Really? Yeah, because, like, Cats are terrifying when they're alive. Not a dog? Not like Cujo coming back? I, I, I guess that would be a little creepy. But I mean, like, or like a raccoon, like a you know, rabid raccoon. Well, you know you what? Know? Raccoons are terrifying when they're alive, too. So I grew up in the woods, man, and, and yeah, they're, they're brutal. They're, they're terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe a zombie <laughs> raccoon would be the worst thing possible. A zombie apocalyptic raccoon. Oh, all right. So what is, what is your favorite Halloween moment, then, as a kid growing up? Because obviously you you didn't get super super into it, but was it was it all about the candy well, when you were growing up? All kids get super into it. I think right? they do. Were, yeah. were you like that? Were yeah. You, when okay. I was a kid, I was way into it. But now Halloween has changed as far as from a kid standpoint. Obviously, I'm an adult, but when we were growing up, there was less. I don't want to say there was less to worry about, but it was a little bit freer to go. Like it, you weren't. I don't think parents were as concerned roaming around neighborhoods. No, man. Yeah. When I was growing up, the biggest concern was that somebody was going to stick like a razor blade inside a Reese's peanut butter cup. And I'm pretty sure that that is mainly urban myth. Yeah. Um, I, 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 even had, I even had that. 
You personally have never been into into a straight razor? (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm sure there have been some some really unfortunate uh, incidences in the world with this stuff. But I think for the most part, like the whole poisoning of candy and and like like you know sharp objects and candy and all of that that's mostly parents imagination getting away from them um no there was very little to worry about we used to wander around door to door nobody you just was run worried to as many houses you Absolutely. could Absolutely. Yeah. yeah but i grew up in the woods so it wasn't it wasn't like it is in a big city when you can just hit a neighborhood and then have a you know you know, pillowcase full of candy within a few blocks, right? Well, we, that, had to, we had to drive. Yeah, from. that's kind of when I, we were, we lived in Anchorage for a short time and that was kind of similar. So like we had to drive to certain sections and my dad had to go with us, you know, and there were people that got egged and all, they used to stick eggs oh, yeah. in the exhaust pipes <laughs> of the cars. I love that. And then they would drive by and they would just shoot out. <laughs> yeah it was just like that was kind of the big thing to be worried about but it was always because it was it was alaska it was cold right yeah. so it was always cold i still remember my mom used to get the he-man um castle gray skull our he-man castle gray skull i had one of those yeah, yeah she used to put it out front and put the jaw open and then put like a, the hot water the ice the dry ice behind it and it would like spew out clever yeah right very clever yeah. i dig it yeah, there, we had all kinds of things. And then when we moved to Houston, of course, we we trick-or-treated, and I always did some... I just wanted to do something ridiculous or some idea that was always over the top, right? Not all of them panned out, but... <laughs> let's just say... Not all of them worked out. <laughs> but my mom was always I dressed that. up as a holy shit one year. <laughs> uh, but when I got older, I still loved it, and my, my buddy in high school... His older brother, that was his holiday, right? So he was very, very into it. So we decided to create our own haunted house. Like, oh, that's cool. So we, you know, we got two by fours and all this black tarp paper, and we kind of created this little box coming up to my folks' door. So, you know, we'd rig a little skeleton to the door. So, like, when it opened, it would drop or something, you know, things like that. And we put, like, black lights and all kinds of stuff you in it. You poor kids. All the parents <laughs> like, that's great, guys. <laughs> no, yeah, I, well it, done. I mean, it was it was a lot more fun. It, it helped us stay in the spirit of, of everything, sure. too, you know. So, because nowadays, I'd, I if I had a house and people were trick-or-treating, I would want to just be out there in a mask and costume, sitting very still with a bowl of candy on a sign pinned to me that says, take one. <laughs> and then as soon as and they then just put the fear of god <laughs> in the poor little kids right yeah look at you you demonic bastard you're but, like but not only would i would not only would i do that i would put like i get like the full-size candy bars or something like really desirable right you get like a full pack of like sour patch or something like you know like movie style like candy so that like is the risk worth the reward right <laughs> see i would have to do something really terrifying like i'd have a, a like a picture of bet midler come popping up out of the candy She's like oh no it's bet midler run <laughs> that's terrifying i just start singing show tunes and be like yeah you, you know right so so tell me this when you were in anchorage when you had to drive from spot to spot did your parents team up with other parents and sort of get like a couple of families together and then drive you around or was it mainly just your family it was mainly just my family that i remember my it was my older brother and i you know, because you had to wear you had to wear layers. So whatever costume you had. Oh, that's right. That is, it's Alaska. It's Alaska. It's really so, cold, yeah. so you had to wear like layers. So like, there's a picture where I was the karate kid, but I had like like a snowsuit on with like my karate. So I was like a chubby karate kid, you know, because I had so many layers on there. 
I like, you know, it was always good You're to like, go. When, <laughs> since when does the Karate Kid wear like puffy Columbia jackets? What's going on? I looked like the kid, the little brother from uh, the Christmas, Christmas story, story. Yeah. But with the Karate Kid outfit. Well, we used to team up with other families. And it was always cold on Halloween, but it was not Alaska cold, right? Because I grew up in Connecticut. So it was just sort of turning. One Halloween, it snowed on Halloween, which is brutal. But, you know, usually if you had any type of, um, you know, moisture, it'd be rain, right? Just really cold. That's even more miserable to me. That's that's horrible. We lucked out most years, thankfully. Um, But my parents would team up with other parents and they would get, you know, maybe three, four, sometimes five families together, have a dinner at the house, right? And then jump in the cars and go trick-or-treating. Looking back on it, and I've called my parents out on this. It was a different time, right? I'm looking back going, you guys were bombed. Like, <laughs> give me a break. You were drinking wine for two hours before we would go out. It's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, hang on a minute. It all hit me, right? I was in my, 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 maybe... Um, Late 20s, early 30s. Well, you got, you, you kind of clued in really late. Well, I got thinking about it for the first time, and I'm like, wait a minute. When you guys would get, like, waved to come up to the houses, you were getting, like, <laughs> shots and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah. Really? Dude, yeah, so. Well, a couple so, hot toddies going on. Absolutely. All these houses would have either shots of vodka or tequila or hot toddies if it was cold enough, things like that. So yeah. I'm thinking to myself, hold up. How did you get us home? <laughs> By the end of this, they must have been cross-eyed. But that's why you guys were walking. It's like, why do we have to walk the last three miles? You know what's funny? <laughs> that's exactly what would happen. We would get we would get like a mile or two from the house, and the parents were like, okay, we'll meet you guys at home. Stay together. Like, peel out of there. And I'm realizing that was it. They were Irish goodbying us. They're like, we got to get home now. <laughs> you know, We're not getting home. That's kind of funny. I, but did your parents ever try to scare the crap out of you uh, Halloween? Were they those? No, I don't like think they never so. played any like Halloween pranks or anything on you. Not that I remember. My, my father wouldn't be into that. If, if anybody be my mom. And I don't I don't specifically remember that ever happening. We would go to friends houses and their parents would try to scare the crap out of us. Oh, OK. Um, you know, so, yeah, so yeah. your your place was like a safe your your house it was, was a safe, safe zone. It was a safe. It was a safe place. It was a safe place. <laughs> that's where the good wine was. That's, was <laughs> that's, safe that's why. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I only bring that up because, like, now I actually am more scared of my place right now than I am of my childhood place growing up. Because my parents never did that kind of scary thing. They never tried to scare us or anything like that. Even though we celebrated Halloween. Well, why do you say that? What's up with your place now? Well, my mother-in-law is living in our our place right now and her husband is living in our place right now and i know our listeners are like what's the big deal about that yeah that can be kind of scary but well my eyebrow is up right now because i happen to know that your mother-in-law um and her husband are no longer with us no they are deceased they are deceased and um yeah, it's it's a little creepy to me. Honestly, uh, my mother-in-law is sitting on our countertop, actually, as we speak right now. <laughs> um, she so was- <laughs> you're talking, you're talking, your mother-in-law like in, a, in her in, ashes, in, in yeah. an urn kind of. Not thing. even in an urn. She's uh she's not even in an urn right now. She's in a, a very nice little velvet bag. <laughs> 
<laughs> like sitting on our sitting on our countertop. I, I, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's very it's very weird because I feel I feel like when if she comes up in conversation. And she's a lovely woman, and and my my wife, she gave me permission to even talk about this, you know, because I was I, I would was, hope so. <laughs> I was a little bit like, can I? But whenever I do talk about her in front of like between my wife, I always I find myself kind of glancing if I'm in the room, like <laughs> checking over. Yeah, like and not like staring, but like I always like whether I finish the comment, I always kind of just glance over, or maybe in the middle of it, maybe just it softens my my comments like it's like i can't really say anything about her oh, like that's negative because she's still there that's funny <laughs> and i don't know why it's just it's just kind of creepy but not like i said she's there and her her husband um who passed away before her is there which i didn't even know like we we moved after her mom uh my wife's mom passed um uh we moved all of her stuff out of the uh the, her apartment right well, she had her her husband's remains. He was in the military, and he was, you know, she had her remains in in their her place, which we need to get back to to his kids. So we just have him. But you're just hanging. You're just hanging just, on to him. He's just, just he's just hanging out just with us right, that right now. Okay. Yeah, because well, COVID hit and things kind of all went haywire. Okay, yeah, right. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. But I she didn't tell me this, or I didn't realize it. One of the two, and I'm moving boxes and I'm moving stuff around, and I trip and kicked this box and it like stubbed my toe and you know like when you stub your toe really bad like you swear and you're just like motherfucker yes, right loudly. Yeah, yes exactly yeah, right yeah. well i stubbed my to toe. the heavens i mean <laughs> yeah well i stubbed my toe on this box and it was i looked down it had this military marine you know uh symbol <laughs> symbol on it and i was like i was like you know i was th- i was thinking i was like not to disrespect any of our troops or anything i was like damn this box and i like kicked it and i slid it under the piano with all the other boxes with my foot and I'm talking to, to my wife later that evening, and I was, I was like, yeah, and I had this stupid box that I kicked. And she's like, oh, she, <laughs> she goes, oh, that's Ken. And I was like, beg your pardon? What do you mean that's Ken? And, I, and she's in there, she's like, that's Ken. That's, you know, my, my mom's uh, husband. It was her, her second husband. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that, that's Ken. And I go, oh, so not only do we have your mom lingering over the, the sink in the, in the kitchen, <laughs> Ken's now living under the piano. Oh, I got it. So we're living with the in-laws. So I say we're living with the in-laws. So you almost broke your toe on the remains of your late stepfather-in-law. Yes. That, that would sum it up. <laughs> that, that would sum it up. And, <laughs> and whenever you're like having a conversation that's questionable or trying to get intimate with your wife, you have to go check on the velvet bag. <laughs> That is your mother-in-law. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I ha- if it goes that far, but it would for me. Because I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> I'd be like, "Honey, can you take your mom out of the room well, before we get nasty?" She's not in the bedroom. She's not in the bedroom. Okay. She's not in the bedroom. She's in the kitchen. She's oh, in the kitchen. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, as long as it's just the kitchen, that makes it normal. Well, what? you know, dinner time is a family affair. What can I say? <laughs> wow. So, wow, so, wow yes. Brian. But anyway, you know, we eventually will soon as things well. That's spooky. Settle, but it is a little spooky to me. It's yeah. a little spooky because my family is always one, and I they're always going to want to be buried. So my wife and she wants to do the whole cremation thing. So and and have her ashes, you know, spread somewhere. So so I mean, that's just kind of the different styles. But yeah, that's what's going on at my place right now. See, I'm callous about it. I want to be cremated, but I couldn't possibly care less what somebody does with my ashes. It'd be like, look, just. 
wash them. Doesn't matter to me. Just you put them in a coffee can and yeah, get, I'm good. yeah. <laughs> well, I hope not. I don't want me in someone's kitchen. <laughs> no, I take that back. Accidentally no, get dispose digest, of get me. digested yeah, by somebody. Dispose of me, but I'm not going to be seasoning on someone's salad by accident. Okay, that is not. I have to draw the line somewhere. Do you really have any say at that point? <laughs> Clearly not. Right? You you write a last minute note. Is that what is in your last minute? You know, I I feel bad saying this. Um. Because well, you know, it's it's we're in a morbid place with 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 Halloween right we're, now. We're in a morbid place. There but, we go. <laughs> but, when, but when President Trump came down um, with COVID nineteen and announced to the world that he had COVID nineteen, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh my gosh, can you imagine President Trump in the afterlife? He'd be tweeting. <laughs> He'd be haunting people's phones. It would be like uh, breaking news. Um, It'd still be fake we're news. We're deeply saddened to say that. President Trump has succumbed to COVID-19 complications. And he'd be hashtag fake news. <laughs> he'd be like hitting everybody's phone. I couldn't help it. I was dying laughing. No pun intended. Well, you know, what are you guys doing for Halloween? Post up. Let us know. It's going to be a great month. Um, you know, whatever you guys do, just make sure you guys stay safe out there. Have some fun if you're you're enjoying with your families. Um, like I said, we we don't know what is in store, but let us know. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, Brian, if you will indulge me for our Halloween episode, I'll drop a true life ghost story on our listeners. Ooh, I like if that. If you'll let me do it. I like that. I'll bring it to the table. I like that. I'm always up for a good ghost story. All right. It's a deal. All right. Cool. That sounds great. So I'm looking at our glasses. They are a little bit empty. They're getting a little bit empty, but I want to make sure that we let everyone know for sticking to the end of the episode, I promised I'd let you guys in on our upcoming guest next week. So you're going to want to tune in because the brilliant James Beard award-winning chef, Chris Shepard, is joining the show. That's right. We're excited to sit down with Chris, get to know him a little bit. Uh, we're also excited to learn firsthand how he is helping shape the culinary scene here in Houston and the U.S., and this past weekend, I went out to the restaurant, uh, his restaurant One Fifth, to support his foundation, Southern Smoke, that has distributed more than five million dollars, both directly to people in the food and beverage industry in need of emergency relief fund. So it's a great cause. You can go to his website and check it out. But drop us a line on social media. Check us out online at www.neighborsdon'tknock.com, where you can catch all new episodes and get some great swag. Heck yeah. Peace out.